With the rise of social media today, you're also seeing the fall and fail of a lot of companies. And the main reason being is because they're allowing individuals to come on and do their marketing for them. Individuals that don't have any experience, they believe that just because they use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and all these other formats that they know what they're doing. I'm here to tell you that's not the case. I've seen a lot of companies fail because of this. Well, Dan Ben has been doing this since 2000, whether it be web design, web hosting, internet marketing, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and search engine marketing. They know what they're doing. So give them a call. Stop throwing your money away. Let the experts do it. Give them a call at 443-982-0250. Again, that's Dan Ben, Tomorrow's Internet Solutions, 443-982-0250. On this episode of the Hartford County Living Podcast, I had the distinct pleasure of sitting down once again with the maestro of the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, Sheldon Bear. Uh, They're in their 41st season, and the concert coming up on March 10th also features a local composer, uh, James Lee III, who also joined us on the podcast. Um, And I think you're going to really appreciate it. It's just amazing if you haven't gotten out to see one of the concert shits, amazing. All these volunteers that are in it, how awesome they are. Um, and, of course, we're going to have them on again. Uh, and any artist out there that wants to come on and talk about any shows they have coming up, we welcome them on too. So uh, sit back, listen, and enjoy. like to welcome everybody to the Hartford County Living Podcast. We finally made it back after a short little winter break. And uh, got to say, I'm honored again once to uh, have Sheldon Bear, the conductor of the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, on, as well as a composer uh, that has worked with him, uh, James Earl III, correct? James, James Lee. Lee. James Lee III. Why do I see James? You know, three times before I'm coming here, I got it written down. I kept saying James. Why do I keep saying James Earl? So, James geez. James Lee the Third. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Who lives in Edgewood? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yep. Now, are you originally from here? No, I'm from Michigan. From Michigan? Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been here since 2005. And then you hooked up with Sheldon. Yeah, some years later. I was in Baltimore County before. I moved to Hartford County in 2009. Okay. Yeah. And how did you how did you find Sheldon? I think I found Sheldon, I had a, um, a colleague of mine who told me there was an orchestra here when I moved here to Hartford County, that there was an orchestra, community orchestra. Right. So I decided to uh, research and get an idea about the orchestra and maybe go to a concert. Then I found Sheldon. And then uh, we went out and had lunch with some other musicians, two other composers. And, and um, How have you actually, because, I mean, it just fascinates me w- with, you know, composers. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's a... I, would, I don't want to say a lost art. Mm-hmm. You hear people about writing lyrics and all that all mm-hmm. the time. But to still write compositions, to me, is 
that's music mm-hmm. to me. How did you get involved in that and start? And when did you start doing it? I've been writing on and off for fun since about twelve years old. Really, but not anything serious. I, I started piano at twelve, but then I okay. started to write some notes just to play around. And then when I was sixteen, then I wrote a piano piece for a um, high school talent show, and I won the talent show with the piece at sixteen. Cool, <laughs> yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I did it again at 18. I wrote a so-called piano concerto, piano and orchestra, for an honors project. And my friend who conducted it, he's now a conductor in uh, South Carolina. South, South Carolina, I think, Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. Now, has anybody else done your work besides Sheldon, besides the Susquehanna Symphony mm-hmm. Orchestra? Uh, yes, I've had uh, orchestras like Baltimore Symphony, commissioned and performing music before. Uh, the National Symphony in, at the Kennedy Center. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 2006. They premiered my dissertation. And then other orchestras, Detroit Symphony, Philadelphia Orchestra. So I've had different orchestras around the country. And then some in uh, Brazil play my music, too. Brazil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, he speaks Portuguese. Yeah, yeah my wife's Brazilian. I speak Portuguese fluently. So yeah. I, was, I was down there doing a Fulbright teaching at a university in 2014. So I have connections down there. So you're like Sheldon, too. You just you travel around the world and everything, mm-hmm. Well, he right? travels yeah. one night. So, so the thing, Rich, that maybe some of your listeners wouldn't understand uh, or maybe would be surprised to hear that there are many composers like James who are continue to compose for orchestra uh, and opera and piano solo and chamber music, string quartet and stuff. Wow. There are lots of composers out there. And now that we have the internet and possibility of sharing compositions and stuff, uh, there's a chance to um, explore more composers, uh, which, which is really cool. I'm a composer too, but James is the real deal. <laughs> so, and what does that mean? That means that he knows how to take a small idea right. and build it into this 27, 28 minute piece. And, um, and that's where a lot of young composers, in fact, I've been just writing with a, a young composer. He has way too many ideas, you know, in five minutes of music. You know, if you listen to your mo- your basic pop song, you know, you have verse, chorus, maybe a little bridge. Two, three minutes long. You know, yeah. it's not long. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. Uh, but it has certain form. You know, you the, the idea about music is you're listening to the same thing, like things are coming back. You, you remember things. And uh, so it, it's true of pop music, too. You could have somebody writing pop music that has way too many ideas, and let's put it down into just just a cell of an idea and then grow from there. Right. I, I, I got to tell you this. Uh, I finally made it <coughs> out to, you know, to see the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra for the Christmas show. Right, yeah. People, if you haven't gotten out to see them yet, you have to. I was floored. And it, it's... It's definitely something for all ages. Uh, we try, yeah. It was it was great. The, I mean, the music and the musicians were phenomenal, but the show itself too. I mean, you even throw a little bit of comedy in there. Yeah, well, the you know <laughs> the Christmas show that, is a little different because we have we like to have some fun at the end, particularly we right. bring Santa out and everything. Uh, and and thanks for your compliment. Appreciate it. All the musicians on stage now are not paid. They come out every Tuesday night and then four dress rehearsals, four concerts a year to perform music. And 
with the Susquehanna Symphony, we even had some music by other composers there. Now it's lighter. Well, That's remember okay. you brought the one out, yeah. Right. So, uh, with the Susquehanna Symphony, the people in the orchestra are not paid, so they want to come out and play. They right. want to come out every Tuesday night and rehearse music like James's piece. But the other thing about a community orchestra that sometimes professional orchestras don't do, and we've talked about that, is community orchestras aren't afraid to have a number of composers in the house and play new music. And if a, a conductor, one of the problems with, I think, with, with professional orchestras is the conductor doesn't stay around long. Now, Marin Alsop is, yeah. is different. But a lot of conductors, they fly into concerts and fly out, and the people in the audience don't get used to, well, this conductor, it's a new piece, but I trust his or her, um, I respect his or her uh, opinion right. about what to give me, so I'm going to give him a chance and give it a chance to listen. And so the Susquehanna Symphony is not a museum. We don't just play dead white guys. This season in four <laughs> concerts, we have. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. It's good to get a laugh. Uh, this season, we have two female composers, and we have. No, three female composers, and we have uh, three composers of color in, in, four, in four concerts. So that's rare, even for. Uh, Baltimore Symphony or something right. like that. Now, they, they do a little bit more than like New York Philharmonic or something, I think. But uh, So James, uh, we had gotten together, and he texted me about 15, 16 months ago, and he said, I'd like to write a piece for the orchestra. So we got together, and then we had some ideas, and he came up with, uh, with this piece. And Emmanuel Borofsky from Baltimore, who I've known since he was five or six years old, I guess. He's getting his PhD in violin from the University of Maryland now. He had studied in Indiana. Wow. He'll be the soloist. And he's really doing a bang-up job with this. This is a hard piece of music. It's, it's kicking our you-know-whats. But, <laughs> but it's worth it because the audience will, will enjoy it, I think. Yeah. And what we're going to do at the beginning of the show, we're going to have a pre-concert lecture, talk about the piece a little bit, just like we did in December. But then, right at the beginning, we're going to get the orchestra on stage, and we're going to have James on stage and Emmanuel, the soloist, and we're going to go through a few bits of the, of the piece so people can hear a little bit what it sounds like, so they can sort of hang their ear on different spots and go, oh, that's that, oh, that's that, when, when they're idea. listening. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm smarter than the average bear. That's so... <laughs> so uh, so James came to me, and then we'll let James talk about how the how the piece came to be, if that's okay. Oh, definitely. Oh, God, yes. Because yes, you're do. supposed to ask the questions, but, you know. Well, I, I, I just... Kind of took over. No, no, that's okay. okay. I mean, that's why I do this. I mean, it's round table. You round want to ask table. questions, go ahead. I don't consider myself an, somebody that interviews people. Mm -hmm. okay. I just like to sit down and talk and chat. And when... Well, like last time, when you talk, I'm just amazed. You know, at, at the work you do because you founded the orchestra. I right? did. Yeah, I'm yeah. old, and, and he's only 25. Oh, exactly. I mean, Imagine that. The orchestra's 41st season. I do have to give you credit too, because one of the things I noticed you bring up young conductors 
I did. did. And, yeah. and allow them to take her. And I just, I think that's awesome. Thank you. And yeah. I, I got to ask you this real quick before we get to James, because I went to my, and I took my daughter to the concert. Okay. She yeah. was, she's like, do I have to? I was like, you'll enjoy it. And she was amazed too. Oh, she loved good. it. Yeah. But when um, I went to her school concert, and a friend of hers plays cello. And I asked her, I said, you know, you ought to look into the SSO. She goes, oh, I plan on it when I graduate. I want to. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. Well, that's good. Good. That's uh, what we're here for. What's the age? What's the youngest age? Well, we do have uh, college students. You can take okay. Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra for credit through HCC and through CCBC. Okay. And so usually the youngest is 18, 19. And then we have a lady that's 85. So everything in between, we have a number of players in their 70s, a lot of players in their 20s, and then, you know. It's people that just love to play music. Exactly. That's, so it brings people together. Yeah. You know. And I think that's what makes it even yeah, more special. It, it's, it's very important. So, uh, James, tell us about this piece. This is, I, I was going to call it a concerto for violin and orchestra, which usually has connotations of a soloist and the dialogues between the orchestra and the soloist shines in typically three movements. But this work is in four, and it's called Yoshiyahu, which is the Hebrew name for Josiah. And I was thinking about um, various works that I've composed lately that have Hebrew titles, and this work fits in the overall scheme of what I've been doing. Okay. Lately. And um, I call it now Sinfonia Concertante, which has the idea of a symphony in four movements, and then the idea of the soloist pitted against the orchestra in a concerto. And each of these titles are very descriptive in scenes from Josiah's life in terms of reforming the temple and then the idea of uh, cleaning house in the second movement, which is really aggressive, fast movement. And then the third movement, when it talks about the restoration of the Passover, the largest Passover in the history of, uh, of the ancient Israel. And then the last movement, Usually we kind of look at the last movement summing up the whole concerto and this kind of majestic, heroic ending. But unfortunately in the life of Josiah, he uh, kind of meddled in other affairs, like foreign affairs, and right. he got himself involved in a, in a war that was not his. And then he ended up uh, being killed by the forces of the king of Egypt, who was fighting against the king of Assyria. So then he went there to the battlefield, and then he received a message that he was not to meddle. This was not his business. And then, unfortunately, he was uh, shot by an arrow and then died. And then Jeremiah the prophet wrote a long lament or lamentation for him. So then the piece ends in this very somber, uh, sad atmosphere where the violin is playing in the high like stratosphere and the strings are just holding this one chord and then everything just dies away until... God, I wish I could be there for this now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing because it's... You're composing. You're telling a story. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think you need words to do that, and mm -hmm. you don't. Oh, absolutely not. All music, uh, well, I studied with a Russian conductor. All music means something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what it might mean to you and to James might be two different things. But, uh, of course, Josiah was King Josiah from the Old Testament in right. the Bible. Um, one concert a year is recorded by Harford Cable Network. And, of course, this will Please be... Please tell me it's going to be this one. It'll be this one. Yes! So... <laughs> Uh, it, it's really an involved piece, and I think this piece 
will suck the listeners in. They'll like they'll want to listen to what's going right. on because there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and there's a lot to watch. Sometimes orchestras can be a little boring to watch because nothing's moving, but there's stuff moving. There's a violin soloist, musicians will be involved, and percussion is definitely involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really um, very. It's not heavy percussion, mm-hmm. but it's intricate percussion. And so marimba, xylophone, stuff right. like that uh, is, is uh, well-written for the instruments. It's difficult, but uh, people be, will enjoy watching what the percussion's doing as well. Typically, I like to have that visual aspect. Yeah, it's a nice aspect. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes percussionists don't do much of anything until, like, measure 85 out of whatever, like, maybe yeah. 200, and then they play again the next 50 measures in the in the future. So back there, t- relax. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they have a good amount of material to cover. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a, there's a a lot of material. Yeah. And how long is the concert going to be? Roughly? I, it's hard to say with we have to decide what we're doing at the beginning, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll work that out. But generally, our concert's an hour and a half. So it'll be over an hour's worth of music plus intermission plus the ex- explanation of this piece. Right. The second half of the concert is a Rimsky-Korsakov, Russian, um, his first symphony, which he started at 17, and he finished at 40, or revised at 40. So it, it's just a lovely uh, Russian work that people, it, it's completely different than James's piece. So it's a nice mix between the two pieces. So, and it's not, it's actually not often done, this piece, the, the mm-hmm. other piece we're doing. James, I got to ask, any plans to do anything else with the SSO in the future? Please tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, as long as, <laughs> as long as I can have a collaboration with SSO, that'd be great. Good. Symphonies are in the horizon. I'm oh, thinking, symphonies I'm are in the horizon. I was thinking about something, something, some new works to do. I'm getting <laughs> older, James. <laughs> but I try to, what's funny, I try to uh, write things. I wanted to do this project also to try to challenge myself to write something a little easier. And I guess in some ways I succeeded, in some ways it still might be a little more difficult, too difficult in some passages. Yeah, we've started rehearsing this at the end of October as really? an orchestra. Just little bits here, little bits there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's difficult, yeah. Well, you got to make it perfect. Well, yeah. there is no such thing as perfect. <laughs> perfect doesn't exist. That's true, that's true. You can be, like, I'm a perfectionist. Perfect doesn't, you know, it doesn't, including my own, my own stuff, you know, my own conducting, my own compositions and stuff. Now, if people want to get tickets to this, mm-hmm. how do they get them? Uh, go, I know how to get them, but I'll yeah. let you tell them how well, to get them. Well, I think that's important. <laughs> they, um, they can go to the website, uh, or they can Google Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, which is the easiest way, <laughs> because when I say www.ssorchestra.org, they won't remember that. But if you they Google Susquehanna Symphony, yeah. Susquehanna Symphony, it's uh, March 10th, Saturday night at Beller High School, which is a nice venue. Mm-hmm. And we have our concerts at 7.30 because we found that more families come if it's a 7.30 concert than if it's an 8 o'clock concert. Hmm. It makes a difference. So there's that difference of, oh, I really don't want to bring my kids out at 8 o'clock, but I'll bring my kids out for 7.30. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, or you can, like you can there in a half hour. <laughs> you can, you can get tickets at the door. That that'll be fine. Okay. So no, yeah, I think um, you'll be sold out. We're trying to really uh, be able to use credit card in the school, but it's really been a stickler for us. So, if you want to use a credit card, you really have to go through the website. But 
it's hard to get uh, to get online to be able to to you know swipe a card. So yeah. the manager and the president they're working on that, but to get you know internet service, it's it's hard. I was gonna say uh, that's why because no internet service there. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, what about cell phone service? Well, that's internet service. Yeah. So uh, they yeah. they couldn't really get. You know, to be able to to use the credit card, so it's a little more difficult. But that's kind of shocking. But we, you we, figured they would have internet service there. The schools do, but we're not part of the schools. Oh, okay. So never mind then. Yeah. All right. So March tenth, uh, people can definitely get their tickets online, and it's a Saturday. Saturday, March tenth. Uh, I like yeah. like to make sure people know it into where I can't what they <laughs> what the uh, date is and the day. Yeah. And it is going to be recorded. Uh, well, Harford Cable. So it will be on the Harford Cable Network, yeah. uh, which means afterwards, people, you'll also be able to go to Harford County Living and watch it because we partnered with Harford Cable with, Network yeah, to Kelly, carry their yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you can get tickets. If you don't know how to spell Susquehanna, when you go to search Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, yeah. there's a link on the website, and we'll have a link to... Uh, from in the show notes, also to James' website. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, good. So you can learn you. more about yeah. him on that. Uh, and then the next show is in May, right? It is in but May. We'll bring you on later to talk May fifth. May fifth. We have okay. a number of composers coming in for that one, and we're going to remember uh, a couple of things. Uh, we're going to. I wrote a piece for uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground um, for their hundredth anniversary. They started right around the beginning of World War I. Right. And then we're going to remember Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, assassinations. Because that was 1968. Yeah. You know, so it's 50 years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some of that. Uh, composer will be down from Connecticut, uh, wrote a piece for a buddy of mine out in the Midwest, Lawrence Eckerlein, is a, uh, another conductor of a professional orchestra, spirituals and stuff like that. So, and then we have an 87-year-old composer coming in from L.A. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nancy Bloomer Dusen. Mm. Yeah, she's coming in. Wow. So uh, she's just happened to be in Baltimore. She got in touch with me and she said, "Why don't you do one of my pieces too? I'll come up." And I'm like, "Okay." So we've done her music before. So yeah, mm. 87, man. How about wow. that? Yeah. Wow, that's... So, again, we're not a museum. (laughs) But the piece she wrote is, like, Hispanic tango sort of fun music from... from, uh, Oh, that'll be interesting. uh, It's fun, yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with having fun with an orchestra. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being serious and, Mm -hmm. you know. So we tried to to do both. And James, you say you play piano, but there's no piano in this piece, right? No, no piano part. Okay, yeah, you, my undergrad's piano performance. Okay, you play anything else? Just piano. Just piano? piano. Mm-hmm. Got to do a piece where you get him yeah. up there, too. Yeah, you, you <laughs> wouldn't want to hear me play so much. <laughs> I, I, I play well, but I don't really practice as much anymore. Okay. you got to be no practicing. One, yeah, no one really will, is going to know about me as a pianist as much. Right. It's, it's going to be mostly... I just want to hear... I would love to hear that piece that you wrote you know, for the, the school show. Back when, yeah, in, when yeah, I was back a teenager. When you were at 16, oh, right? yeah, I yeah. I have to, to find that. that. I have to find that. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> you, you lost it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's well, probably it's somewhere uh, a manuscript paper or somewhere. After okay. Friday. Although James is young, it still wasn't on computer. <laughs> yeah, at that yeah, time. yeah, that's true. That was in the nineties. Yeah. And you, guys, I know we talked about this. I think before we started recording, but there, there's um, some of your work has been recorded on the CD as well. Too. My piano music has. Okay, mm-hmm. so people can go to your website and purchase them if they wish. Well, they wouldn't be at the website, but they can find it on Amazon or okay. iTunes or even my publisher's website. They have a, a link where they can get that yeah. also. What about the SSO? Are they is are there ever going to be CDs or anything? Released? We have we put out one CD, but okay. of course there's a problem with copyright. So oh, we yeah. we record every concert archivally, and uh, make it available to musicians in the orchestra. But that's it. We don't sell them. So, you know, the, the Susquehanna Symphony is community orchestra. So it's not like the Baltimore Symphony that you know. Yeah. That's a, a fully professional orchestra. They would work on James's piece in a week and do it. You know, a few three or four rehearsals. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and well, no problem. I was gonna say they're paid to go to work every day to do yeah. it too, and, and they got <laughs> they got the chops to do yeah. it. They yeah. got the the uh, the means to to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Anybody that's young wanting to get into this composing mm-hmm. or or even playing, I'll go to you first, James. I mean, any um, I guess advice that you can offer for somebody who wants to compose. I think it'd be good if you can get as much education as you can with comp- composition. And then also, if you listen to a lot of music, that can help help you to know what's available in terms of technique and also can inspire you to really find your own voice. And right. then I think another thing that's really good is a lot of um, networking, good networking. And then also um, talking with your musician friends and testing out things to see if they actually work. I've learned a lot from having people who play other instruments play my uh, excerpts from you and see if that works, listen to other pieces. Um, and that really is a valuable aspect of composition. Ever, have you ever gotten to the point to where somebody said, oh, that just doesn't sound right, and you just brush it to the side, and then... Oh, yeah, we even change it. Like, even in this piece. Okay. <laughs> we take some things out. Like, there's one part that was irritating me um, in the orchestra with the uh, wood blocks. I just thought it was so out of place. I liked the idea when I wrote it. But then they changed the tempo blocks, and it still, to me, didn't seem like it worked as much with the soloist. So I just said, oh, just don't play that part there. And it sounds much better. We don't really right. need the tempo. But the reason I ask that, because a lot of times, especially if young composers, young writers, they hear something like that, and they give up. They, they quit. But no, instead, what do you do? You know, you're looking for a solution, something to make it you know, oh, yeah, yeah, sound yeah, better. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's, true. I mean... That's what and I bring this up because I know there's a lot of uh, young writers I talked to in the past before, whether it be writing stories, you know, or music. Mm-hmm. I tell them, don't quit. My son, and, and Sean and I talked about him before. He plays guitar, but he loves to write music. Mm-hmm. And I've always told him, I said, don't, don't stop. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. I don't care yeah. if somebody says it's awful. Mm-hmm. You, you have, have to do it again. You have to keep going. That's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah, so now exactly. you got to find that piece that you wrote when you were, mm-hmm. what, 12 or 16? Yeah, 16. Because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you never yeah. know. That could mm-hmm. yeah, that could be something that is done worldwide. Yeah. You can't, yeah. like, I, I remember in high school, I, someone told me, oh, you're going to be a composer. And I laughed, and I kind of scoffed at him, and I said, really? oh, I'm not going to do that stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be this great concert pianist, you know. And then later on in college, I realized, you know, I probably will go that composer yeah. route. It was more fun for me. I, I couldn't imagine myself playing some of the same pieces for the whole year. Right. 
and then uh, maybe learn another set. I felt like I wanted to express myself be more creative than learning music. Even though I could still play, my career focus in college later, especially in grad school, has always been yeah. composition. I was just how often are you composing? I try to in the summer. I can do it almost like five days a week. Right. And when I'm teaching today, like Tuesdays and Thursdays are good days. Monday and Wednesday, I'm there at the university at Morgan State where I teach okay. most of the day. And then uh, so I can do some on Sunday and then maybe Friday. And you're teaching composition? Composition and, and theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. So music theory is why you do what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in high school, I really didn't have a music theory background, but I was already composing and arranging. And then I got to college and I found out why I did some of the things that I did yeah, and why true. I was stupid with some of the things <laughs> I did. And I still find out why things don't work and why things do work. A lot of it's orchestration and color. You work with different colors right. and different instruments and that, and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's important like to have an education and like this, this young man I've been writing uh, with, he wants to compose and he's interested in, like a lot of young people, video games, composing music for video games, which is fine. And, but I encourage him to, to study theory Mm-hmm. And and even find at this point a composition teacher who will allow him to find his own voice, but still teaching him the basics of composition because there are basics. Just like I said earlier, there's form, and pop songs have form. This has form. Here's a tune. Here's another tune. We developed it at this section, and you know why you go from from place to place. Right. It's it's like building a building. You wouldn't have a building you wouldn't build a building without architecture plans. So form is the basis of putting something together. You think, okay, this is the form of the of of the piece. And sometimes it develops as you compose, but nevertheless, I mean, you have to have some uh, a foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I explain this cuz a lot of people, especially young listeners are going to be like music theory. What is music what is music theory? A lot of times <laughs> I call it the anatomy of music. Okay. Sometimes people don't understand um, music and they think that like some of my friends thought all I did was play the piano all day or I just teach piano. Because they see me playing at church, they think I teach piano at school. But I'm teaching theory, which we kind of dissect what the music was happening in the music. So mm-hmm. there are certain melodies to think about, like scales and then rhythm to think about harmonies when everything is played simultaneously in a harmony. It's kind of the anatomy. How was the music made up in in the theory? And then as Sheldon was talking about, he was explaining form. So you have certain ideas that are presented in one place and then you have those developed in in another place. And then uh, you have this kind of point of return to a previous uh, idea that was presented. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think if you learn music theory you learn to appreciate music a lot more. It, you learn it, how to listen. Yeah, you, well, that's true. But, right, but mm-hmm. you, and, and when you're listening, and this is one of the things I've, all, I've always done, this is why I hate CDs, I prefer LPs, you know, the old vinyl. Mm-hmm. To me, you can pick out every little thing, every little movement, every little, you know, instrument. And I, I, I enjoy it better when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my wife hates it. She gets home because, you know, turn that down. <laughs> of course, live is better. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, but I, mean, it, I just, I find it a lot better 
and, and I just love picking out the little things. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what we're talking about color. When when you're talking about an orchestra, all there's so many colors. As composers, mm -hmm. we talk about the color of the oboe, mm -hmm. the color of the clarinet, the trumpet, the trumpet with a mute in, like you know jazz bands use, yeah. or different marimba, or different kind of sticks for the timpani, or uh, different things that you can do on string instruments. So there's so many colors. It's like a whole palette of colors, just like uh, an artist might use uh, on a canvas. And that's mm -hmm. as composers, we do, you know. Right. And of course, artists have form too, form yeah. of the of the painting, and and where's the painting leading you, and that sort of thing. So I can't. God, I can't, I'm I'm glad you told me this is being recorded because yeah. this is one of the ones I've been looking forward to. And then I was, when I remembered that we got to do the citizen of the year thing, I'm like, well, that's important no, too. Why yeah. did I pick this date? You know, uh, it's like, God. You have to ask me about dates next uh, in August so you don't pick that date again. Well, <laughs> you know, I, got, I got the thing at home, so I got yeah. your schedule there. Right. But, you know, I, I, oh, well. I didn't bother to look. Well, thanks for coming to the December concert. Oh, thanks for having us again, on. Again, I was, I was, I'm glad I made it. First yeah. time I've seen you guys. I mean, I've seen. The recordings before, but I think you did one with um, is it Bel Air Choral? We did several choruses. Yeah, there there was one that was yeah. on Harf Cable Network. That yeah, I watch. but yeah, right. And seeing it live is a totally it's a complete it, different. It, ball, it, yeah. it is, yeah. and uh, again, I was just simply amazed. There's and, a reason why there are live shows, and everybody there enjoyed it. Yeah. Matter of fact, if, if I'm not mistaken, when we talked about it before, you said, because uh, I said, oh, I think it's going to sell out. And you said, oh, no, I don't, I don't think yeah. so. We, it was close. It looked, I was going to say, that place mm. was packed. Yeah, it was packed. Mm. It, yeah. it was a good Yeah, our, our, our Christmas show is always well attended. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so you, now you're doing what? F five shows a year, right? We do for the, um, for the season of Spirit. Spirit the season four? is four shows, four plus shows. we do an outdoor concert june 3rd okay and uh maybe we could talk about that too because oh, we have something special that i can't talk about right now but plan for that and we'll, we'll talk like, about it and like i said i want to have you on before each show to thank promote you it and Super. push it yeah. because uh i think more people in the county need to know about the arts yeah oh uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff arts going on in the county oh, yeah. harvard <laughs> community college has so much going on they have a regular jazz series and a regular classical series and there's one this Sunday, as a matter of fact. But uh, the next jazz one is March 9th. There's a lot. They bring in people from all over the place. Oh, I know. And, and it, they're not very well attended. And we've been trying to think about why. And I think Har Harford Community College is centrally located in the county. Yeah. But there is not a whole lot around it to do. It's not like Haverty Grace that has the Opera House now. Yeah. Where you can walk to the, you know, walk... Bel Air High School, you could walk to, from several restaurants, walk over, have a concert, go back to a restaurant, maybe for a drink afterwards or whatever. It's easy to do. Harvard Community College doesn't have that. So it would be nice if they did, but uh, I think that would be something. There needs to be a, more of a community around the community college, but I'm not in charge of that. So. I was going to say, who's ever in charge, have them contact me. Yeah. Yeah, at least even if I don't even they don't want to yeah. promote it or whatever. Yeah. Maybe get a caterer up there or something for some of these shows. That's like yeah. cater. You know, yeah, well, actually, they, uh, they do the um, winter doldrums, which is always at the end of January. We just had it. And Harvard Community College does a great job. 
uh, with because we have the concert, then we go have a little champagne and hors d'oeuvres and stuff. It's really great, and it could be attended by more people. But you have to, you know, it's Harvard Community College, even though it's centralized, it's a little bit out of the way. Yeah. So it's odd. Um, so we just need to get more people at the community college. Yeah, and yeah. there's not a lot around there. Right. Uh, you know, you got what? The, the, the two restaurants, three restaurants? Unless there's, you go further up to the shopping center. And actually, I think they... There's not much. Yeah. You know, there's Naughty Dogs and the barbecue place, so it used to be Bittner's. Uh, and and that's... I'm trying to think. Oh, and then... Place, but that's... La Tolteca is there. But you okay. have to... Still, you have to drive. Drive from here. Drive to, you know... Yeah. It's not like Bellar High School in Haverty Grace. That's true. Where you can walk. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to the Opera House in Haverty Grace yet? I haven't been okay. to the Opera House, but I've had Rebecca Jessup uh, and people from the Opera House on twice on my radio show, which, okay. by the way, is Wednesday mornings, 9 to 12 on so 91. Thing, if, you if you haven't listened to that, yeah. make sure you listen to it. Oh, I have I have guests on. And vote. All kinds of stuff. And vote. Yeah. And vote <laughs> for 91.1 WHFC. Last I checked, oh, if I, you got to tell Gary this. <laughs> I thought he did an awesome job reading the three little Thank things. Thank you, I will. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, at first I'm thinking, we, I thought, wait a minute, you're reading the three little bears? Three bears. Goldilocks and the three bears. Goldilocks and the three bears. And it was good. And this was, composer <laughs> had written it, Danny Dorff, in uh, chamber version. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote the larger orchestra version for the Susquehanna Symphony. And if you go to, uh, it's Daniel Dorff, D-O-R-F-F. -F. If you go to his website, it says, and the premiere was made by Sheldon Bear and the Susquehanna Symphony. Yes. The conductor's last name is Bear for <laughs> oh, Goldilocks and I the never even Bears. thought about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> James, so, anything to add to? Oh, for, for this? Anything. Oh, I would just say, you know, in terms of composing and writing music, I, I would just think, try to be as honest as you can. Whatever you want to write, you don't have to try to imitate someone else's style, but you right. can be as honest to who you are and, and right. try to make that the highest level that you can make it and continue to always learn and develop. As a it's composer. always learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, learning it's never stops. Mm -hmm. it, with anything you do, nope. I believe. I, I mean, that's one thing. So, Once again, people, get your tickets. Um, was it SSOorchestra.org or SSOorchestra.org. SSOorchestra. What did I say? Oh, SSOorchestra. SSOorchestra.org. Or go to com. You can click on there to get them. And for all ages. And believe me when I say it's something to experience. Once you go once, you want to go every time afterwards. Thank you. It is that good. James. Sheldon, again, thank you very much. Um, Thanks for having us. Thank James, you. can't wait till you do another piece because I'd love to have you on oh, yeah, again. Okay, good. Actually, good. anytime you want to come on, come yeah, on. Okay. It doesn't matter. Sounds good. Um, and Sheldon, definitely, will. you said May 5th, so I guess be somewhere beginning End of, of April. April. Beginning, well, beginning of what, April Whichever's fine. best for you. Absolutely. And I'll get, get a hold of Shannon. I'm good. And, well, no, I don't need to get a hold of Shannon. I can just redo the ad for the okay. next one. Okay, so. thanks. Thanks again, guys. Excellent. And, uh you know, like I said, the uh, websites and everything will be on the show notes, so everybody can get to it from there and uh, enjoy. Thank and you. Get out there.